Thanks for listening to the Standard Procedure Podcast. If you haven't already done so, we would greatly appreciate all of you who could search us on Apple, Standard Procedure, and head over there and leave us a rating. It takes less than five seconds. Or if you're generous enough, leave us a review. Again, we appreciate everyone who has input, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast. finished our conversation on the last episode of the podcast talking about getting ahead on your appearance and more specifically we got into you know the physical looks of improving that you can do and then also the style factor and I felt like at the end of the style factor portion I was selling you a bit short and I had mentioned I was going to do some sort of an episode where I give you the five things or the 10 things that you need to maybe put your wardrobe and style game over the top. And that's what I wanted to do with this episode of the podcast. This one is going to be five things that every guy needs in their closet to be successful this summer in their style game. And these aren't crazy asks of me. These are pretty simple requests that I'm making to you. And again, you can take them as you please, or maybe you just won't. But anyway, I want to get into these five things. And I think the first thing right away that every guy needs in their closet is some sort of, again, obviously t-shirts, but more specifically, Henleys. Henleys are t-shirts that, for some guys who may not know, have are their regular t-shirts, and they have the two or three buttons down the middle at the top of the shirt. These shirts are very, very easy to match with other outfits that you may choose. For example, when the fall comes around, or even when the winter comes around, depending on your location and what the weather is like. But I think number one, most importantly, is finding yourself a decent company that makes Henleys. And where can you find these? Well, I mean, you can type them into Google, you can type them into wherever. The two companies that I personally use uh, for Henleys, and Henleys I wear a lot, um, is Cuts. You can look them up online. They're more, I would say, on the price side more expensive but again you get what you pay for and I think with those products I've noticed and especially their Henleys every time I wear it it's almost like it's being worn for the first time and I've had these shirts now for almost a year and I have about four or five shirts four or five different Henleys in different colors and you can't even tell that they're getting worn out from the washes and then and getting dried and different things like that. So cuts is something that you're going to want to look into. And if you want to go on the cheaper side, and I also think this is a very good brand uh, or very good store per se, I guess they're a brand, uh, Express. Express is one of those stores I had mentioned on the previous episode of the podcast where they have really, really high quality, I guess, pieces of clothing. I don't know why I said it weird like that, but they have pretty good clothes. And I made it in comparison to H&M. Now, Express with their Henleys, they're also very, very, for me, well-fitting. And they've been amazing. I've had my you know Henleys from them for probably almost two years now. And I haven't really noticed any folding in uh, the top of the neck area, in the creases. I haven't noticed any rolling at the bottom of the shirts at all. And I frequently wear these, especially now in the summer when it's very warm out. So again, trying to figure out and get your wardrobe in a sense and in a place where you feel comfortable, 
You can never go wrong with Henleys, and this is a shirt that really has never gone out of style. So I would really feel comfortable if I were you. You can find them. I know Express had a deal this past week. I took advantage of it and got some more just to, you know, have more colors. But please, when you're buying these shirts, and just like with everything, keep it simple. And I know that's kind of contradictory of what I've said on this podcast previously about trying to differentiate yourself from so many guys. But when it comes to fashion, there's only so many risks that you can take. And you don't want to be the guy that takes the crazy risk of it looking or your style looking like a disaster. So I would definitely try and find maybe, you know, go to Express or Cuts. Those are my two recommendations. Obviously, everywhere else is probably fine too. But those are my two places to go. Get a few shirts. You're going to definitely spend a little bit of money. But Express, I believe, is like 25 bucks. And I know Cuts is a little bit more pricey. Uh, I know they actually have a few deals out there over time. We're actually trying to work with them to become an advertiser of the podcast. Um, But I know, and if I do get that code, whenever that happens, you guys will be the first to know. But those are the two places I would look to. Keep it simple. Get colors that you can match with so many different pants for the summer and also different outfits and, and jackets and everything like that that you have for the winter. The second essential item that I think every guy needs in their closet for this summer is a pair of white shoes. And what kind of white shoes are these? Now, for me personally, I love white shoes and I I try and take good care of them all the time. And I have, you know, the white running shoes and the white high tops and the white sneakers and the white more casual shoes. What I'm talking about for most of you guys and what you can get away with here is just one pair and they're not very expensive. You can find them for under a hundred bucks everywhere. I would look at H&M, I would look at Express. Again, stores that aren't gonna really gouge you on pricing and really kill you on pricing. So I would check those two stores for a pair of all whites that are not your running shoes and are not high tops, but are more of the casual sneakers that don't really have a brand logo on them because what you will find is the ability to match those all whites with outfits that you may never have thought would have matched. And I think all whites, especially if you keep them clean, you know, keeping them clean after every time you wear them, I'm very, very OCD with that. So I definitely try and shoot for that because again, I have a pair of all white casuals that I've worn to the bars and I've worn all over the place. I've had them for like two years now and they literally look like, I wouldn't say they're fresh out of the box, but they look pretty damn new. So I would definitely shoot for that if if I'm a guy out there and trying to really, I wouldn't say revamp your wardrobe, but definitely take it to the next step and really, you know, have yourself stand out. Because again, shoes are an important factor here, but again, I wouldn't go over the top. A nice pair of white casual sneakers, but nothing too, I guess, running wise, if that makes sense, is something that you're definitely going to want to go with. Number three on the five things that every guy needs in their closet is a watch. And watches are more the less not of being able to tell the time. Because again, everybody and all of us do this too. We're constantly on our phones checking our time or checking the time. And you're not really going to use your watch to do that maybe every so often. So if I'm a guy out there, I am looking for maybe it just depends again on financial situation you can find nice watches out there for under hundred dollars that are pretty much you can wear them in any, with everything. And I know for me personally, I've mentioned this in the last episode. I literally love having like everything at my disposal, 
uh, of having like in my closet. So like, hey, if I have an event coming up or hey, I have this coming up, I'm pretty much ready for it and I don't have to go out and rush to shop and get something that I really don't love. So I would suggest if I'm a guy out there getting two watches, if you can, I would suggest getting one that you can wear for the casual days where you're wearing the Henleys, you're wearing the the white casual shoes, you're wearing your shorts or you're wearing your, your long pants or whatever the case may be. I would get a casual watch, something that's not too over the top, not something that's too crazy. Just, just keep it minimalist in a sense there. But also it just depends on your wrist size too. Don't get a watch that's like so big for your wrist that it just looks abnormally weird. Now I know for me that's a little bit contradictory again because I don't have the entirely the biggest wrist and I love having like a really big, I would say timepiece on at all times. So I would definitely shoot for with casual casual looking and casual like I guess days that you're gonna wear different outfits of the t-shirts and short combo and, and whatever shoes you're gonna wear just a nice decent watch you can find them pretty much everywhere uh the two places that i would check is movement and vincero watches those are the two places that i have found the most success finding really you know just casual watches and then now even that second watch that i want to mention you know maybe a higher end watch something that maybe if you can afford do it if not it's the it's not the end of the world but again i think having two watches and is important but if you only want to shoot for one, just get something casual. Don't get something too over the top. And again, try checking out movement. Check out Vincero watches. And if you can maybe afford a little bit more than that, then do that. But I know I'm talking to a lot of you young people out there as well who financially, you know, aren't in the best of shape yet. So, you know, it's all about trying to find the best deals and the best products too. So I would definitely check that out. Uh, in regard to watches. So that was three. Number four is one, and, and maybe you can, you know, depending on your financial situation, extend this, but sunglasses. One really nice pair of sunglasses. I actually recently got, like anybody cares, but I recently got uh, a pair of sunglasses from Ray-Ban. And honestly, I'm just ready to get rid of, I have like maybe 25 other pairs of sunglasses. It's insane. So for me, I'm just ready to dump all of those out and get rid of them. And I might even do a giveaway on Instagram, to be honest. But I'm, I'm honestly ready to just give all of those away and just keep this one pair of Ray-Bans. So again, that's one thing I took into consideration. Like, you know what? Instead of just keep buying and buying and binge buying all of these sunglasses, I'm going to find one really nice pair. I'm going to spend a little bit for it. I mean, I definitely paid, I think I paid under 200 but... And you might say, whoa, well, that's a lot of money. I don't have that. I get it. It's different for everybody. But if you can find that one pair of sunglasses that you can pretty much wear wherever and you're going to take good care of them and you're not going in the ocean with them and different things like that, I would shoot to get a really nice pair of sunglasses because, again, that takes your style game to a whole other level as well. So that is number four. And finally, number five is your fragrances. And I have a few words and I guess rules for thought here as well of, you know, the do's and don'ts when it comes to this. This can be a very, very, in a sense, tricky subject. And I'll explain why. Do your research. Make sure you're looking at a lot of people's reviews of, you know, type in the, the top 10 trendiest fragrances, 2020 summer guy. Well, just, just get crazy with that on Google and, and try and figure out 
what may be the best. And I think the one thing that people, and especially guys do this, I know for a fact, and I've made this mistake plenty of times before too, don't buy your cologne or whatever it is based off of what the bottle looks like. That's how they get you because I actually could remember the first couple fragrances that I bought years ago were amazing looking. Like the bottle was like, whoa, it stood out from every everything else. And I can remember getting it and using it. And I was like, this really isn't great. And after like wearing it twice, I bought a huge bottle, also a huge mistake. I was just so disinterested. I, I actually, I think I gave them away to somebody, to be honest. But I would suggest don't do that. Do not get tricked by what the bottle looks like. Look at reviews of what other people are saying about different colognes. And if you can, and I know right now it's a little bit tough with everything being closed, things are opening back up, but it just depends when they're going to, get to the stores where they sell all of these fragrances and try them because that's really where you're going to be able to tell if you like it compared to somebody else's review. But if there's a lot of consensus reviews about one that you may like, then I would definitely go with that. And I also just mentioned fragrances, don't buy the biggest bottle. That's how they get you to try and get some sort of, I don't even remember the size on it. Don't maybe, maybe get like the second to last smallest bottle, because what's going to happen is you might not like it. And if you don't like it, well, then maybe you use it a few times and, and you, you run out of it. But and again, if you like it, okay, well, you just get more. But don't don't get the biggest bottle and say, oh, I'm going to use this. It's going to be great. I'm going to make it work. Because trust me, when you get it and you use it, you're like, wow, this stinks. Then you're, you're not going to be entirely enthused about that. So again, that's something that I would look at doing too. Also with this, and I mentioned with watches, trying to get two of them. If you can, your financial situation is different. Everybody is. Colognes and especially fragrances too in general can be a little bit more pricey depending on what type of brand that you have. So I would suggest getting two that you can really, you know, have your distinct smell in a sense, your go-tos. I would have one for the daytime, you know, if you're working or whatever the case is, you're just smelling clean, you're sharp, whatever the case is. Don't get something and don't use your daytime fragrance as something that's like, for example, seductive or a little bit too risky where it's like you walk by somebody and they're like, they have that thought of like, why are you wearing this during the day? So I would get something that's more, maybe not as risky and something that, again, this is where you're going to look up the reviews online of, of these colognes and fragrances of like something that has just been proven to be successful. And I know you're trying to find that distinct smell and be different from other guys. Because I know for me personally, I have, well, I have more than two. Again, I'm being hypocritical here, but I'm just saying for the average guy too, uh, try and get the two and I'll explain the other one in a second. But I know for me personally, I have like a gazillion. I like to like mix and match all of the time, depending on what the situation is. So I know for me, I try and get ones that I know nobody else is using. So again, that might seem a little bit contradictory of what I had mentioned about going on and looking up reviews of what other people are saying. But if you're really kind of buying this for the first time and testing the waters out on this for the first time, go with something that's safe. If there's a lot of reviews that are good about it, take a chance on it. Don't get the biggest bottle and then see what happens. If you like it, again, you can go up and get a a bigger bottle. 
But again, I talked about, so that first cologne's your daytime cologne or fragrance, whatever you're using, nothing too crazy, nothing too risky. And then obviously at nighttime, your second cologne is something that's more seductive. Maybe you're going to wear it when you go to the bar. Maybe you're going to wear it when you go out with friends, whatever the case is. That's something that I would also aim for as a second type of cologne. You could probably get two colognes that are really good for probably under 100 bucks, to be completely honest. But it all depends, especially if you're buying a smaller bottle, which I really, again, recommend. So that is, again, the two things and, and really the two fragrance options. I wouldn't really go over two. Now, again, over time, you're going to become, I guess, tiresome of those. So then you can clearly buy more at uh, your disclosure, but those are the things that I would recommend in regard to fragrances. I think that's, that's five. Yeah. So I went through the Henleys, the white shoes, the sunglasses, the watch, watch sunglasses, and then the fragrances. And one thing, and one last thing in regard to fragrances, and I'm going to wrap it up. I know this is a quick one here, but again, I want to be quick and to the point of trying to help so many of you young people out. When you're putting on cologne, and, and I, I mean, we all can remember back to this, depending on what your age is, but it's like the first time you put it on, it's like a spray bottle on like a 95 degree day. You're just literally drowning yourself in it. And when you put it on, you're like, oh, that's like crazy smell wise. And then you just like don't notice it because you're just constantly smelling it. And then you go see other people and it's like they can smell you when you're 50 feet away. That is one thing that you definitely don't want to happen. There's sort of a trick that I've kind of tested over time. And again, that's more of the reason why I wanted to do the podcast. I mentioned like every time the reason behind it of like, I put so many things over time into trial and error. And I don't want you young people, especially out there to make this mistake where you're drowning yourself in this cologne or fragrance. So there's really, it's very simple. And I wish I would have thought of it a lot sooner, but I found out a real technique that works. So whatever it is, most fragrances are going to have a pretty, pretty distinct smell at the beginning, especially when you spray it on. But one thing that I noticed right away, and actually I did some research on this too, was when you're putting on that cologne, you're going to want to put it onto spots where the most heat is actually at in your body. And I've looked this up online and you could think I'm crazy, but I'm not in a sense. Your neck area is actually one of the warmest places on your body. That's somewhere where it's open. People are going to see it. It's not really ever going to be covered. So there is this three spray method that I, I actually use and, and do, and it's actually been quite successful. So one spray to the front, right under your chin, I say, maybe a little bit under, I guess, I don't know where, what area that is. Yeah, a little, one little spray right under your chin, maybe near uh, where your chest starts. So where it's open, again, just around there. Because what's going to happen is your neck is a hot spot. It's warm, so it's going to heat up that fragrance and really let it, you know, be able to work its magic. So one spray to the front, one spray behind your neck, and then one spray on your left or right wrist, and then grab your other wrist and put it on top of it and just let it sit there for five seconds. Don't rub it in, don't do anything else, and then just let it go, and that's it. And then what I would do is you know, put whatever else on, or maybe you already have everything on and you're ready to go. So that's kind of my rule of thumb in regard to fragrance. So if you're gonna take anything from this podcast episode, I would definitely take that, but also those five things that I, I mentioned about the Henleys 
and the all-white shoes, the watches. Um, what else did I say? I think I'm forgetting the fragrances, and I believe I'm forgetting one more, and sunglasses as well. So those are really the five things. I mean, again, it's going to change over time, and I'll actually progressively have more episodes come out in, in regard to this, but I know I wanted to have an episode like this where I gave you the five essentials that are really simple. They're not too expensive. You can make them expensive, but for the average guy out there and so many of you young people who are working on a budget, those are really the five things that if you put in your closet and put into your style this summer, that you're going to really see an impact for a pretty long time. And people are really going to understand kind of, wow, like this person, again, I talked about this on previous podcast, like, Hey, this person like is putting some effort into their stuff and into their, into their style. So again, that's, that's where I would definitely lean. And again, if you have any other additional questions, you can obviously email the show standard procedure podcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram, but that's it guys. That's the podcast. I appreciate it, and I will talk to you guys later.